Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, intuitive life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hello, my love. On today's episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about scarcity and what I think it is and what it means to me. And I want to talk about it because for so long, um, having scarcity thoughts and having scarcity emotions drove me into self-judgment and shame so much. I, I probably still bump into it every once in a while. I'm not like cured or anything like that, but definitely oh, it was a bigger problem than it is now. I have so much more awareness of it now, and so it does so much less harm than it did when I was um, in self-judgment. So let me start by just saying that I think that scarcity just means that you're scared. Um, if you have spent any time in like personal development relating to manifestation and money manifestation and wealth creation, I'm going to just offer that from my perspective of being in that world. Um, you can be left feeling as though the reason why you're not creating money or you're making decisions that might not be working out has something to do with your own scarcity mindset And then you're left with the sense that it's your fault. It's all your fault. It's not all your fault. Like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, capitalism, with that, right? Like, what a great story to tell us all that the reason why um, people are struggling financially is because of their own mindsets and their own, like, because they're struggling with embodiment, because they're, their thought patterns, because they don't have experience or because they're not good at money. Let's put it on the people instead of take, uh, make capitalism take responsibility for how it's shaped how we think and we feel around money. So that's, I wanna start there. Maybe I want, yeah, maybe I want to start there and I want to acknowledge as a black woman in this beautiful brown body, you know, capitalism has decided here in the States that I'm a machine. It's made everyone into it. Like, it's decided that it wants everyone to be a machine and for us to just produce and to kind of lose ourselves, our freedom, our just humanity in the grind. Um, And it takes no responsibility for how the systems keep people oppressed and how the systems make it hard for people to succeed. And I say that not to say it's impossible because I know it's not impossible. I know it's not impossible. People do it all the time. People completely change their lives and change their circumstances all the time. But they're working against more than just, <laughs> more than just like the scarcity mindset. They're working against more than that. And so I think that's the first place to start is like, if you find yourself in any shame cycles around money, please know that 
there are systems in play that are working against you. And so I want you to shake off some of whatever feelings you have of responsibility in that regard. It doesn't mean you, if you give up that responsibility, that you can't make change. Don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to say go like pass the buck and then be at the mercy of, of what's going on without being empowered. Never that. But definitely recognize what's going on. Recognize what's going on because it, the system would like you to blame yourself. And no, let's not do that. So like I said earlier, scarcity to me just means that you're scared, right? It just means that you are having thoughts and feelings that are making you feel and think thoughts that there's not enough. There's, it's like about survival. It's about having what you need. And if at any point in your life you've had to deal with worry about not having enough, then scarcity is something that you, you know, might experience often or from time to time because of just your own personal history. And if that's where it kind of comes from, and I'm gonna offer that that is kind of where it comes from, right? We're like our own histories, our own lives, whether it's you grew up not having everything that you needed or you just grew up here in a society that's constantly telling you that you do not have enough. In either case, whatever the story is, however you got to feelings of scarcity, it just means that you're scared and there's no reason to be in judgment of yourself for being afraid that you don't have enough. What it would be the use of being in judgment of yourself for wanting to survive? It's like the most <laughs> natural thing that your brain might do if it has the impression that you don't have enough, it's going to be concerned. So if you can look at it this way, right? Like scarcity means that I'm scared and I'm scared because, you know, my life story or, or what's going on in the world has kind of convinced me that I need to be afraid that I don't have enough, that I need to be afraid that I won't survive. I'm not going to say that this is a right way of thinking. That's not, right or wrong is not even the, not even the, like, it be, whatever. That's not even a thing around right now. What this is really about is acknowledging that there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to feel bad about. There's nothing to judge yourself about. The best thing you can do is just acknowledge it as it comes up. So for me in my own life, especially as I like started my business and I, or even as early as um, leaving college with my student loans and getting my first like really great paying job, I had so much scarcity. I had so much scarcity. I was finally making so much more money than I ever had. Like my income, like, well, I don't know, quadrupled from one year to the next because I had become a nurse. And um, my student loans came in probably like a few months later or whatever. And I was 
on one hand, super excited about all the money that I had and, like, had been waiting for. Like, I've been waiting for this money. I was, like, waiting for this life. And then on the other hand, I had, like, new bills. I moved to New York City, um, expensive to say the least. I started paying my loans back. I was working really hard and deeply believed if I was working really hard that I should have the things that I want. And so I was trying to, like match the lifestyle of people who were earning the same as me, wanting to get my own satisfaction for the work that I was doing through acquiring things and experiences, and then dealing with a quite a load of debt because that's how things went down, and finding myself having a lot of money but still feeling like I was experiencing so much scarcity, still feeling really in lack, still feeling like whatever abundance I had created was not enough. And so I was always in judgment. I always criticizing myself about like, how could I be making so much money and still having to worry about so many things? And like, if I was spending the money, the judgment was <laughs> like, the judgment was how like how could i be spending this money like i shouldn't <laughs> i shouldn't be spending this money i should be saving it or investing it or whatever 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 and then if i wasn't spending the money then i judged myself for not living my life not enjoying myself for working without playing for like not having nice things even though i had a great job like i judged the clothes that i could buy or or that i bought or i just had on both sides, I could not be at peace with myself because of how much scarcity. And that scarcity and that self-judgment made me question everything I did and made me not trust my own ability with money. So it really made it hard to like come up with a plan and do something uh, and follow through or to trust myself because I couldn't trust myself. I didn't, I didn't trust myself because I was in scarcity. And I thought, I had been convinced then that that made me bad, that I was inherently bad at money and that having scarcity thoughts meant that I was like this lack person who was always going to be bad at money. And though I so I couldn't trust, um, I couldn't trust any decisions that I made. I lost on either direction. <laughs> spend it, judgment, didn't spend it, judgment. It was like a trap. It made it made like life really challenging and um, dissatisfying. Because I had really made out my uh, future in a profession that I knew would support me, right? Like I instantly, just like out of nowhere, surpassed my parents' income quite significantly, right? Like I was making more, like it just, was wild and it was supposed to be great and my own judgment and my own criticisms about how scared I was about whether I'd be able to survive made it so hard for me to really enjoy myself and enjoy what I had created but also it made it hard for me to feel like I could powerfully make a plan or comfortably make decisions as they came up. Anyway, I share all of that just to tell you like kind of where the whirlwind of 
of understanding this comes from from my own experience. And I'm going to offer that another place where this came to like a head for me also was when I started my business and I decided that I was going to do coaching. What happens when you decide that you're going to be an entrepreneur is that um, being in business sometimes asks you to invest in yourself. I mean, I've invested in myself so many times over in completely different areas, but in business, unlike with school, it felt so risky, right? When I was in college, I was convinced that taking student loans was a great option. Um, That's just how they were talked about. And my family didn't have the resources really to do it another way. So for me, it was the most ideal path forward. When I started my business and wanted to become a better coach, wanted to learn about marketing, wanted to learn about money and business, it required more investing and investing in a way that I had never invested before in regards to business, right? I don't come from a family who um, has owned businesses as far as my knowledge, certainly both of my parents haven't. And so this idea to like start something on my own and be dropping money into it when, oh my gosh, like it could just not fucking work, was a trip and has been a trip. Learning how to manage scarcity when um, you're wanting to succeed in business is like (laughs) is a trip if scarcity is something that you deal with you can find yourself making investments where you're not empowered where you're feeling desperate where you're believing that you'll only survive if you make the investment which i personally don't think is the best way to make investments i've learned over time that When I'm making investments, I have to do it from a place of sufficiency. For me, that's what works the best. I have to do it from a place where it doesn't really matter how it goes, (laughs) I'm gonna be all right. I have to do it from that place. And that doesn't mean like if I do it, all the numbers are gonna be perfect and everything's gonna be add up. Or like if I do it and it doesn't work out, everything looks perfect on paper. No, it means that I got me, like I'm good. Like I'm making an investment knowing no matter what happens as the end result, I'm good. I'm not gonna be in a, a, a lost in self-loathing. I'm not going to be Um, critical of myself. I'm going to learn and grow and continue to move forward. And also, I'm going to take responsibility for what I get and what I create from my investments. Totally different uh, mindset than being in a place of scarcity and needing something to happen and wanting something to happen and like expecting your investment to give you everything that you need as opposed to being in sufficiency and knowing that like things can go either way like the word investing is not like it's not a joke (laughs) like it's not it doesn't it doesn't just mean everything works out i'm gonna say you always will learn but it's not necessarily always gonna go exactly as you planned anyway I don't want to go on forever about the stories i just want to highlight some places in my life where i i really had to do the work of learning 
how scarcity and like feelings of lack and wanting to survive um, influenced how I moved and how I thought and what decisions I made and how I was able to trust myself or not. Okay, so you know now scarcity just means you're scared. And I told you when I started this recording that I still have scarcity come up. And now I don't have to be busy, thank God, judging myself for it. I have a lot of compassion and mercy for myself. I think to myself, okay, I was raised by a single mom who really did have a hard time making sure that we had everything we needed. I definitely did have everything I needed. And I watched her make it happen. It was no joke. There's a part of me, especially as the eldest daughter, that understood the work that she was doing, that understood the um, insecurities that she faced um, and, and took it on. So when those feelings show up inside of me, in my own life, I'm so happy to be in a place now where I'm not critical and judging them. I'm not shaming myself for having them. I've learned to have deep compassion for the part of me that's worried about whether or not we're going to survive. And I recognize that um, that part of me is going to show up every once in a while. What I've learned or what I've noticed in the present tense is that if I have to make a big financial decision, I can expect <laughs> I can expect the uncertainty to show up. And what that looks like for me is like it's time to make the decision and I am paralyzed. Something that I've wanted and I was absolutely sure of for months, even for years, it's time to like make the investment or make the purchase or say yes. And all of a sudden, I get so confused. Like, <laughs> I just get so confused. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what, if I really want to do it. Is it the right decision? I get so lost in the sauce. Like, I get... I suddenly become bewildered about something I know all the details about. Like, I get... I can pick it up, flip it upside down. I know everything about it. And suddenly when it's time to like say yes, make the payment, my brain gets utterly and absolutely confused and flustered. This doesn't happen all the time. This happens for me with like bigger investments. So like I think if I'm, I'm going to say maybe if I'm spending more than 10 grand or if I'm spending more than, it's just up there. I will get really ridiculous. <laughs> I say that lovingly because it will take me a, a while to notice what's happening and then suddenly be like, oh, my brain. <laughs> my brain, everything's freaking out right now because I'm about to do this thing and there's a part of me that doesn't know if we're gonna survive. So it is like, whoa, um, sis, do you really need to be doing all of that? And it just, talks me to like death in my head and I can't think clearly and it and I hesitate on decisions I've already made to be honest. So what I've learned from those instances I'm laughing because it's like 
it's it's funny. I don't know. I'm laughing because it's funny. Like now I can look at it and because there's no shame, I can laugh. Like of course it does that. Of course I'm about to do something and it's like wait a second. So what I do now when that happens is, you know, it takes me a little bit, but I'll re- I'll recognize what's happening, which is amazing. And then I instantly don't force myself to do it. I don't like go, oh, you're just being ridiculous. You need to do it. I literally have so much love and compassion for my nervous system that I just like pause. I pause and um, I get intentional about how I'm going to think through and make the decision because I need the whole system to be on board and I'm not going to do anything that's going to like just like fucking freak me out and... um, make me like vomit or anything like that it's never gotten that bad but I just mean to say like I think uh sometimes we celebrate doing the things where it's just like a rush and it's like can you believe you did it and like and that's all great and fine and dandy but as I'm trying to retrain my body to like be okay with that that's not really the method that feels right for me it might be right for you so when that happens for me I get really intentional about making the decision from a different place I get my body involved something that helps me is like thinking about it when I'm on a walk or thinking about it when I'm riding a bike something that like engages all of my body so that I can think through and like be present in my body and be rationally engaged in my mind as I think through a decision that I've already made so that I can um, be patient and listen in to the parts of me that really need reassurance and understanding. Like I'm not going to just ignore them. I know that's a thing that people do. It's a style. I'm just not interested in it right now. It's not... I don't know. (laughs) Like, even when I intentionally do things that are scary, when I do things that I'm afraid of, even as I do that, I do with a lot of tenderness and respect for myself. There's consent, basically, right? Like, I, (laughs) I give myself the permission to do it. I don't, like, force myself to do anything. I don't, like, hijack my system and like make it comply I get gentle with myself because I want to be a hundred percent or as much percent on board as I can and I I, and I want to feel good and I also need my I need to be so I need to be so loving and tender and have compassion for myself because I I have to understand that I could be making a mistake I really could and I need to be okay with that that's I want to make the decision from that place I could be making a mistake and it's okay I'll be all right. So that's how I engage my body is like taking a walk or getting on a bike or doing something that makes me really more present to myself and my whole physiology. And then talking through with myself or just giving, you know, or just listening in to what parts of me are afraid and what they need in order to feel comfortable and safe moving forward. I mean, I mean, the more that I say this, it sounds like I'm like being a complete, 
<laughs> baby, right? There's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, this society has us like healing in every moment and being tender and kind. And then there's another part of me that's like, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, there's not enough of that going on. And I'm just going to offer in this particular body that I'm in, there's just not enough people offering that kind of grace and loving kindness for me. I know that. It's just like data. So yeah, I'm going to give myself all of that. And I do as much as I can. When I remember, I'm not perfect, but I noticed that this helps me a lot. So if I'm going to make a big investment that I'm super excited about, that I already decided I was going to do, and then all of a sudden my brain stops working. (laughs) I find ways to like get back in my body and to think things through and to talk it out with myself so that I get to a place where I feel empowered to make the right decision for myself. And I also get myself to a place to feel empowered to make wrong decisions for myself, to know that I'm gonna be all right, to know that I'm gonna have my back no matter what happens, to believe in myself enough and my capacity for compassion later that even if I fuck shit up, we're gonna be all right, you know? And I think that that has been such a game changer for me. So I wanted to share it with you because if you're like spending any time uh, like I have, in shame and judgment around scarcity, let me assure you that the shame and the judgment is actually making it really hard for you to move forward and create change. Shame is just like, what a powerful force for nothing. Like it really um, gets in the way and don't get it twisted. Don't judge yourself for having shame. Address the shame, notice the shame love on the part of you that is blaming yourself, right? Um, Have tenderness and compassion for how you got there, how you got to the place where there's a part of you that really does want to check in and make sure you're going to survive. I feel like that's the most natural thing. Um, I know that not everybody experiences the same way, but like, As far as I know, we just have that lizard part of our brain that wants to make sure we're going to survive. So what would be the use of judging that part? Better would be to spend your energy attending to it, soothing it, reassuring it, um, expanding its capacity and showing it over and over again that things are going to be just fine and that they're going to be all right. And that you won't abandon yourself by being critical and judging yourself if things aren't perfect, if things don't go exactly as you planned. All right, I've said a lot. What else do I want you to know? Ooh, here's what I want you to know. So for the last year or so, I've been thinking about this idea of sacred wealth. You know, when I talk about sacred success, what I mean by that is creating success on your own terms, redefining success, like throwing out what society has told you success is and actually creating the rules for your own success, defining it for yourself and creating it. 
And as I've been thinking about over the last year, this idea of sacred wealth, what it means to me right now, as I like let it marble around in my brain, is the idea that you're creating a life that is abundant for you in the ways that you want life to be abundant. It's not measured by society's definitions, by how much money you're supposed to have, how much shit you're supposed to have, how many like um, storage units you're supposed to have, or how many cars you're supposed to have, or how much money you're supposed to make. This is about what kind of abundance do you want to create for yourself in your own life? Like what feels abundant? That's another thing too, right? Like abundance isn't this like specific number. It's what feels good to you. Like what feels full and like overflowing for you and maybe overflowing for you is not even overflowing like maybe the thing that's like amazing outstanding abundance is not having a bunch of extra anything and maybe that makes you feel so full like that your cup is overflowing right and so I'm making room for everyone's version of what abundance feels and looks like for them and it's really about it's really rooted in this idea of like knowing what enough is of the things that you want and letting yourself have it to whatever capacity that you do and not needing to follow everybody else's rules So this idea is like will free you from like compare and despair and needing to have what everybody else has because it's not even about anybody else. It's just about you. And maybe what you want is all the things. Like maybe what you want is all the things and there's room for you in sacred wealth for you to decide what you want and what feels abundant for you is having all the things. But also sacred wealth is if you are somebody who wants to have like just things to be more simple. Like you don't like a lot of stuff. You're not feeling the need to make multiple six figures or whatever. Like you, goodness in your life is maybe not measured by material things. It's measured by emotional things. It's measured by relationship. I mean, in either case, no matter how much stuff you want or how much money you want, that might be the case. The idea of sacred wealth is completely throwing out the rules for what abundance needs to look like and creating your own rules for yourself. And so I want to offer that to you as you make more room for the part of you, if you have it, that has scarcity. I suppose it exists because why else would you listen to me for 30 minutes, (laughs) right? Like talking about this subject. If you can make more room for that part with loving kindness and you fucking redefine what wealth means for you, I think like 
life can get so fucking good. I'm going to just offer that life has gotten very, very good for me as I've done this, right? Like, I have so much more time now. I rest so much more now. I play so much more now. And um, I've just, like, released myself over time. I just keep releasing myself from the rules that I've learned, especially in the coaching industry, about what I have to create to, like, be considered, I don't know, great? I have no idea. Like, who cares? Whatever it is to be succeeding, to be successful. Like, shaking off all the rules and just deciding my life feeling fucking amazing just is is whatever the wealth that I want to create. Like, if I can have the success that I want, right? I've already redefined success for myself and I can have that, then creating wealth that supports that, creating income that supports that, creating a lifestyle filled of the things that I want that supports that is my sacred wealth and is my sacred success. And I want to offer that you play with this idea, right? Like, free, play with the idea excuse me, play with the idea of freeing yourself from everybody else's rules and creating success and wealth on your own terms and letting it look like what you want it to look like and letting it feel like, more importantly, what you want it to feel like. Without judgment, without criticism of yourself, lean into what you want. All right. I love you. Scarcity just means you're scared. You're not bad. You're not wrong. You're not making a mistake. You're not bad at money. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I waited so long to say that. Scarcity made me feel just so bad at money. Having scarcity doesn't make you bad at money. As a matter of fact, I think I was reading um, this book. It's called, it's called The Psychology of Money. Um, I'm going to remember the author's name. And one of the things that he talks about, I love psychology, I love personal development, I love money. It was a great read for me. (laughs) It's just a good read for me. Um, I think the last name is Housel. Anyway, the psychology of money, one of the things the author shares is like how much so we're convinced that people success, financial success is based on them being good at money and how little we um, attribute it to like, one, luck, (laughs) two, um, just them being consistent and being willing to play the long game. Um, people's willingness to take uh, appropriate risks instead of like outlandish risk, which is wild because we're constantly, I think we're constantly being told that we have to like do the most. And I love that he shared about how many people have been wildly financially successful by doing very like small incremental um steps forward without having to like you know do anything quote unquote crazy do anything like outlandish 
And I loved it because it was like, it had nothing to do with you being smart. It had nothing to do with where like you came from, like your ability to, to, to manage money well isn't just based on the things that we think it is. And I thought it, that was so beautiful. He was basically offering that like not having come from money or having lived a life that offered scarcity as what felt like a very real reality isn't the end all. Like it doesn't mean that you can't be successful at making great decisions with money. I love that. I love that. And I know that it's true in my own life. And I want to offer that to you that like scarcity just means you're scared. It doesn't make you bad at money. But the more that you can turn that down, the more that you can learn to trust yourself, the more compassion you can have for yourself, the more you can recognize it as it's showing up, the more you can do to stay focused, to stay grounded, to maybe get in your body, to learn to trust yourself and keep moving in the direction of whatever wonderful, amazing thing you're creating. All right, this episode's mad long. I haven't made an episode this long in forever, but it's good shit. So I hope it's helpful to you. Um, I love you. Create a life of sacred success and sacred wealth. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Sacred podcast. For more ways to connect, I want you to head to melissaalesian.com. To be coached by me, head to my website and schedule a time for us to chat all things sacred and sovereign about your life and your business. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.